We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A look to first out of the stretch, the pitch. A swing and a long one. Left field. That's a fair ball. That's a home run in Big Mac land. Nolan Arenado puts the Cardinals back on top with a two-run homer, his third home run of the year. It's 7.45. We're going to talk about the Cardinals a lot here in the next few minutes, but I want to start Joe Pott at the new bold BMW Toyota Sports Desk with the Kentucky Derby yesterday. It was the 149th running. Joe, as you know, I covered the sport for a decade. And last week on this program, I actually gave out Mage and put it on my Instagram so I can take credit for that at least. Hitting the Derby trifecta is one of my goals in life, and I did it yesterday. I have I did it a few years ago. It's very hard to do. Um, you did. You got the trifecta, yeah. So, yeah. And, and the, if I'm not mistaken, you got – Yeah. Did you get the Oaks and the Derby? I did. I did. I've never Man. done that before. I've never done that before. The Oaks was 4,000 to 1, and the Derby was 1,000 to 1. And I hit both of them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, but I did a lot of homework. And yet you're still at work this morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't make uh, <laughs> didn't make millions. <laughs> but uh, enough to, you know, buy myself a few good dinners and my wife. Um, did you watch the race? I did not. I was, at the, I was still at the ballpark yesterday when they were racing, as a matter of fact. Or at least right. I was... In the car, probably in my commute, I went and watched the, uh, you know, the replay of it afterwards. Yeah. Well, I, what I loved about the story and the reason I had kind of gotten onto Mage was I watched his previous two races, and he had a lot of trouble in both of them. So I figured he was going to move forward. I thought he was a little light on experience, honestly, and that I didn't go all in on him. To be honest, he was my long shot pick. But what I really liked was I knew that the, the trainer is kind of an unknown trainer, and those guys tend to win derbies. Also, the jockey is one of the nicest guys in the world, Javier Castellano, one of the best jockeys ever, and he had never won the Kentucky Derby. So I thought, man, that that's going to be a story. That's going to be a story. So it was. Yeah. What do you make of all the uh, horses going down yesterday? Um, you know, several injured on the track. I, I think it ended up with, with seven, um, you know, that were that uh, were either injured or euthanized yesterday. What 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 is going on there? What are they going to to do about what's going on there? Well, they weren't all seven yesterday, but yeah, over the span of of a couple oh, of weeks, right? Yeah, no, it's I it's hard to understand what's going on, honestly, because it has happened before in the sport where it's a cluster. Mm-hmm of fatalities like this previously one of the reasons was the track surface in this case a lot of these 
fatalities occurred because of the turf course or on the turf course, I should say, not Mm -hmm. because of it. So there might be something they need to look into with regards to that grass course because, you know, sometimes there's something wrong with it and horses are very fragile. Thoroughbreds going 40 miles an hour, 1,200 pounds are very fragile. They take a wrong step and, you know, they end up being euthanized because they can't stand on three legs if they break one of them. Um, no, and, and there are other possible reasons behind it. I, it's, it would take an hour or two to talk about all of that stuff. It's very heartbreaking and frustrating. And I know for the people who are training these horses and riding them and the grooms and all the people on the backstretch and on the farms that raise them, it is, it is soul crushing when this happens. Right. But it is a discussion that needs to continue. I am, do not shy away from it, and I'm, I'm mad about it, and I, I want to get to the bottom of it. But right now, I don't know the answers for this specific situation because they might all be different. Right. All right, moving on to the Cardinals. You were at the ballpark yesterday. It's eight in a row, and I was just talking with Brad Cho in the newsroom who was seeing online that Cardinals fans are saying, well, now I know what it's like to be a Cubs fan. Man, it's too. I I don't like that. I don't like it. Cardinals fans, I are starting to sound a little spoiled to me. Yeah, you know, uh, and probably for good reason. I mean, this is. Uh, I think it's twenty-two of the last twenty-three seasons. This has been a franchise, uh, a winning team uh, as far as record on the field. That doesn't always mean they're a postseason team, but they're always, um, you know, in contention. And it, at least for right now, this does not look like a team that is in contention, not saying that, you know, they can't turn things around. um, But it is certainly pretty late to still be saying it's still early. Right. So I don't know. I I wish I had an explanation for that and, and what is happening. And, and, you know, like you said, it's always something different. It seems like it's always something different with this team. It's not the same thing every night. It's not always a starting pitching issue. Sometimes, you get a start that that is good, and you can't get the clutch hits. Or sometimes you're scoring a bunch of runs, like they did the other day when Jack Flaherty pitched on Thursday. They scored seven runs, and he basically gets shelled over the first three innings. So it's it's something different that is getting them every day. Yeah, and I've heard people talking about the analytics situation. You know, maybe the Cardinals are relying too much on analytics and not – just watching the game and making decisions, baseball decisions. In fact, I think John Hancock said that a few minutes ago. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I definitely think that there has to be a balance there, right? I mean, for ever and ever, we, we heard about managers making their gut decision and going with what, you know, what they felt. And, um, you know, we started getting metrics to sort of measure some of these things that managers had been seeing in all of their time in baseball. And there still has to be a little bit of that eye test, right? As we always talk about when we're looking at, you know, whether it's college basketball or college football teams, do they pass the eye test? I think there has to be uh, something, there is something to be said for being able to sort of understand the flow of the game. And you definitely have to have the feel of your clubhouse and the feel of your dugout to know kind of what's going on from day to day and, and how players are feeling and, um, okay, I got a pitcher out there that's feeling really good and he's kind of rolling. Now, the analytics might tell me that maybe he shouldn't go the third time through the lineup, but I think that you have to be able to override that sometimes. So 
is it too much of that? I don't know if that's necessarily the answer, but I, I think that, you know, there certainly has, there certainly is a balance to be found um, when it comes to the managers, the, you know, pitching coach, hitting coach, all of those folks, they have to be able to use those numbers for, um, you know, for something other than like, Hey, we're, we're just going to make our decisions based solely on these numbers. And I think that maybe the Cardinals are sort of searching for that balance still. Joe, I think you said uh, it's a little late to be saying it's early. <laughs> so I'm curious what what course, if you were the manager or the GM, what course would you set for the Cardinals for the rest of the season? That is a really good question. Um, something, honestly, that, that I would like to get into uh, later today. You know, when I talked to John Mozalak, when I talked to uh, Oliver Marmel in sports on a Sunday morning, it was the same kind of things like, well, how do you approach this? How do you come out uh, of this day-to-day? Because, you know, baseball, unlike just about any other sport, you don't play and then rest or prepare or practice for a week and then play again. It is every day. And that is the best part about it and sometimes the worst part about it, right? Uh, When you're rolling, you want to be back out there on the field. And sometimes, you know, guys will tell you when things aren't going well, you want to be back out there on the field. You want that chance to, um, you know, put – yesterday behind you but in this case it's got to be put the last you know week plus behind you for the cardinals and every single day they've got to be able to turn that page and start anew and today it starts with steven matz who's had some bad luck of his own this year so i'm not really sure you know what the answer to that is and and they're looking at you know different we've seen different lineup combinations now we're hearing that perhaps uh, Wilson Contreras is going to spend more time as a designated hitter and even possibly as a corner outfielder. They believe maybe the familiarity with Andrew Kisner behind the plate will have some good results with the pitching staff. Um, so all of that remains to be seen. They brought up Trey Herrera from Memphis. We'll see how much time he gets behind the plate. So I, I think that anything is on the table at this point. Man, that Contreras thing, that that is not good. The fact that the money that was spent on him to be the replacement for Yachty, and now they're moving him to DH and outfield already. Ugh, that that doesn't feel good to me. It's odd. Uh, it, uh, it it certainly um, you know that's that's a move that sort of speaks to desperation. It seems like it feels like um, again something I am definitely going to bring up with John Mozalak just to get an idea of what maybe the thought process was and and certainly what they do hope to accomplish because you're exactly right. You know, uh, we were told that this is the successor to Yadier Molina, that they went out and they got the best free agent catcher on the market. Um, You know, we were also told that the outfield was very crowded. They were hoping to get that situation straightened out. So it would be more consistent at bats for players, uh, which is why Jordan Walker, part of the reason that Jordan Walker was sent back down to Memphis um, so if the outfield's too crowded, why are we adding another person to that mix? Um, you know, Tyler O'Neill's on the injured list right now, but he's not going to be there forever. He's dealing with uh, some back issues. So I don't know. I, that it is, a, it is definitely interesting. And, and I think a lot of us were sort of confused by that and definitely eye-opening yesterday when, when that news came out. Yeah, maybe the Cubs knew something we didn't. I don't know. Joe, I don't get a chance to talk to you much on the air so I want to ask you about your other job at SIUE, yeah. uh, Director of Athletic Communications and Broadcasting. 
What's uh, what's going on at SIUE Athletics these days? I mean, what what what's your summer look like? So right now we are finishing up the spring season. Um, we're in the home stretch. Uh, so softball just uh, well they swept Lindenwood yesterday. They're trying to get the best seed they can get into their conference tournament, which is next weekend. Uh, baseball has two more weeks of the regular season. The Ohio Valley Conference Track and Field Championships will be at SIUE beginning on Thursday of this week. So hmm. we have just a few more weeks left of sports. And then summer is a lot of uh, updating and preparation for the year to come. So one of the things that I have uh, control of, if you will, is the athletics website, SIUECougars.com. So Every summer is a lot of uh, rosters and bios and information and records and all of those good things. So lots of busy work uh, in the summer to get ready for the fall. Yeah, you are a busy man. Quickly, uh, what is coming up? You mentioned Moselock and Marmel for sports on a Sunday at 10. Of course, yes. Uh, they'll have their regular spots, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to them, as I said, and we'll chat about you know just what's going on and, and how do you get out of this funk Um I had a chance to visit yesterday, actually, with former Cardinal catcher Mike Lavalier, um, who, of course, was part of a huge trade from the Cardinals with Andy Van Slyke for Tony Pena back in the 80s. So we visited yesterday as he was in town. Uh, Joey Logano, the NASCAR driver, visited with Tom Ackerman, so we'll have him on as well. And we'll talk, actually, a little St. Louis University softball. Uh, they won the... Atlantic 10 regular season title yesterday, uh, and we'll talk to their head coach, Christy Knoyer, coming up on, on Sports on a Sunday morning as well. Thanks so much. A pleasure to talk to you, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. All right. A couple minutes before 8, Joe Pot from the New Bowl BMW Toyota Sports Desk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.